All righty, all righty, all righty, everyone. Welcome back to Christina Stokes Show. I am so excited um, to bring you something different. I feel like I always start my episode like this, <laughs> but every episode is different. Every episode is different. Every episode aims to bring you a fresh perspective, a different perspective, just something that allows you to ponder on something. And we're still on the matter of uh, African households, living in an African household. And um, so without further ado, today we're here with Ashley. I'm so blessed, you know, because she's been listening to some of the podcasts and she's been coming back to me with so much great feedback. And I just thought, nah, we need to bring her to the show. And I just want to sit down with her, although she's not physically with me, but I just want to sit down with her and just ask her some questions, which I think, um, you know, what she's going to share is also going to bless other people. Uh, Ashley, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, that was a lot of pressure. <laughs> oh my God. Hi, my name is Ashley. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> nice to meet y'all. <laughs> uh, look, Ashley, I, I've had the opportunity to meet Ashley before um, and I can tell that you're very humble. But honestly, I can't wait to, to ask some questions. And we're just going to go straight into it. We're going to go straight into it. Um, and you'll be able to find out a little bit more about Ashley as we go along, I guess. Um, but the, the key thing that I would like to ask you straight away, no wasting time, we're going straight into it. Uh, first of all, perhaps actually let the listeners know where you're from um, and how do you identify as when it comes to culture? Okay, okay I hope I'm going to answer this right. Yeah, I'm from Nigeria. So I'm Igbo, both my parents are Igbo. Um, my dad was born here. My mum was born in Nigeria. Okay. Um, how I identify? I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one. Obviously, like, I'm Black British, technically. Even though I was born mm. in Nigeria, I was there for the first eight years of my life. Um, okay. And then we came over here and we've been here since. But, mm. yeah, I'd say, I guess I identify, I don't know, as, like, Black British, but I know I'm Nigerian. It's not like with African-Americans where they're mm. obviously American. It's, the term is black british but i'm nigerian that makes mm. sense. yeah i think that makes a lot of sense and obviously it's whatever makes sense to you as well because one thing that i'm learning is that i never like to put words into other people's you know mind whatever you think and whatever you feel when it comes to culture i think it's important for people to express it as they feel um, but it's very interesting already to to hear about your journey. Uh, you're mentioning that you were born in uh, in Nigeria and then you came here. And also very cool, the fact that one parent of yours was born here and one in Nigeria. Um, so many things already that you are that you're mentioning. And the, the question that we want to start considering today is culture. So obviously mm-hmm. we want to start thinking about culture. Um, I ask you identify uh, as when it comes to culture and the key thing that I thought to dissect a little bit with you today is what are your thoughts around culture and family particularly when it comes to Nigerian families Um, yeah do you think culture is viewed as important in your family and 
yeah, let's let's just start from there. Let's let's think about culture and its importance in your family and just African families in general. To yeah, to the best of your abilities <laughs> and knowledge. Okay. Um, in I think within my immediate family, as in literally my parents and my siblings, um, I think culture is important to an extent, but it's not like the be all and end all. I, I think I don't know if it's I think especially more with my dad, maybe because he was mm. born here. I don't know. But I feel like if I was to go to him and say, you know, this one thing, I don't want to do it, mm. he wouldn't force it on me. He wouldn't be like, oh, you know, you must. Like, you know, help the whole dowry thing. I don't know if mm. people that are Nigerian even do the whole paying the dowry over here. Probably not. <laughs> but mm. say like that, that, obviously that's a part of the poor child. But say... I didn't want to do that. It wouldn't be a big deal. No one would tell mm-hmm. me, oh, your husband must bring 5,000 pounds or whatever, even though I'm worth mm-hmm. more than that, but, you know, we move. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they wouldn't be... Within my immediate family, I don't think it's a big thing. I think maybe within my extended family, certain cultural things have to be upheld. So, for example, going back to marriage, I think mm-hmm. probably you can't escape doing a traditional marriage, like, Mm. it can't just be I don't think it can just be the white wedding and then that's it I think you have to do the, the white wedding and the traditional marriage and that's a part of the culture mm. so loud. <laughs> but um I don't but within my immediate family I don't think it's uh it's not forced on us certain things of culture certain things you know like respect you know greeting your elders well yeah, those mm. basics, those are important and you have to do that, but it's not forced on us. And I think mm-hmm. the longer we've been in the UK, the less certain aspects of culture have been upheld in okay. my immediate family, I'd say. Mm, okay. So it sounds like almost the, the more time you guys are spending here, uh, culture is important, but the, um, um, how can we say it? If, if you're not applying certain elements, it wouldn't be seen as, oh, you're going against the culture. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, mm. yeah, I think you summed that up quite nicely, yeah. Mm. And I'm, I'm quite curious, actually, because obviously you're mentioning that you were born in Nigeria and eight mm. years, uh, it might seem like a short time, but actually I feel like in the, in the life of an individual, eight years is quite a while. So I wonder... Mm what your perspective and what your experience of culture has been having experienced Nigerian culture in Nigeria and Nigerian mm-hmm. culture in the UK? It's a good question, but it's a bit of a hard one because mm. I don't remember the full eight years. Exactly. <laughs> and from what I remember of the eight years I was there, I don't think any kind of culture was really reinforced like that I remember cultural celebrations like with the masquerades and and mm. I think it was my dad's dad's funeral so my granddad's funeral and kind of the way it was set up and children not being allowed in the room of the casket and um, having the masquerades and the masquerade celebration and stuff like that mm. but I just don't remember I don't there's no kind of particular aspect of culture that stands out to me as something that we had to follow or I had to follow in the mm. eight years um mm. 
I think maybe I probably wasn't thinking about it as a child. I think I've probably mm. thought more about culture since I've come to Makes the UK sense. than yeah. I thought about it when I was back in Nigeria. In Nigeria, I was just I was just living my best seven year old life. <laughs> yes, <laughs> minding my business. Oh, um, but I think since I came here, and there was actually one particular incident um, with a friend mother mm-hmm. and because she's Yoruba and I'm Igbo and mm-hmm. the way Igbo's are you Igbo Yoruba I'm Yoruba oh you're Yoruba okay mm-hmm. so maybe you can vouch for this and, you know confirm mm-hmm. I'm not talking rubbish but the when I greeted the way we greet each other Igbo's is just kind of saying you know good afternoon auntie good afternoon uncle there's no like that curtsy thing we don't really curtsy or that bowing oh. thing yeah mm-hmm. so but she's Yoruba and I met the mother I just I said good afternoon auntie Hey. <laughs> for like a good like 20 minutes she was just kind of like side-eyeing me she wasn't talking to me she was talking uh, to her friend about uh, me and I was just feeling so awkward because this is my friend's mom so what can I even do apart from just take that L and then her <laughs> mom I mean the friend <clears throat> came up to me and said that's not how you're supposed to greet people you're supposed to do the curtsy or do the bow. I don't know what's the technical term for it uh for guys is the ballet and for girls, I should know, I should know, I should know, I should know. I can't remember the name. But there's, <laughs> it's, there's, it's two different names for guys and for girls, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So the female, the girl version of it, she said I was meant to do that. And I Kneel said, sorry. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't realise because I'm not Yoruba. So even speaking Nigerian culture, even Igbo and Yoruba culture, obviously we share a lot of the same, a lot of similarities, but a lot of things mm. are different as well. So that kind of was a massive whoa wake up not wake up mm. but a in your face moment because <laughs> stuff like that it just to me it's it, it's not it, it's just not that important but clearly there are some people where you must uphold this aspect yeah. of our culture and I think the parts of culture or the reason culture is so important in Nigerian household and stuff is is respect I think mm. the, the elder generations and maybe even our generation I don't know attach a certain level of respect to upholding right. certain cultures mm. but I don't know if you, if you think that as well mm. Not to be- to be honest, I think that's, that's a very good point and actually I just thought just for the listeners because of- I'd be listening and you're Nigerian, some people might be listening and you're not Nigerian, just to give some subtitles here. <laughs> Usually what um, in the Yoruba culture, <laughs> as Ashley was saying, the expectation is that when you're part of the culture, because I think everyone is different, but my parents, for example, they wouldn't be expecting you to do certain things if you're not Nigerian, because you wouldn't know, or if you're not, you know, from from the place, because you just wouldn't know. Uh, but if you are from Nigeria, even if you've not lived there, my parents would expect, you know, for you to call them in a specific way, definitely not by their names, for example, and then to, mm-hmm. if you're a girl, to kneel down, that mm-hmm. to them shows them respect. You're respecting the fact that they are elder than you, and if you if you are a guy, then you would prostrate. And again, that is a way to show respect. Then obviously, most of the times, especially nowadays, ladies don't fully go to the floor to kneel down. They just kind of do a, 
um halfway that's right that's right and same with uh the guy he wouldn't fully prostrate he would kind of touch with his right hand the floor and go up so he wouldn't fully prostrate um and i can only imagine like to people that are nigerian they're probably thinking what in the world really <laughs> but you know in, in the world of a yoruba parent especially the older ones but i feel like just in general this is something that is very important and the way i usually explain it is is a little bit like you know uh japanese people for example asian people you know how they can bow their head especially when they see someone older and that is a sign of respect for us is it's very similar um but it's it's interesting what you are asking like if i'm attaching respect to those things i don't mm. me personally i don't because for me that's not how i know that someone respects me i know that someone's respecting me by how they relate to me but for my parents that because culture is learned isn't it it's learned mm. behavior so for them to unlearn something like this <laughs> i'm asking for too much but for me because i've lived in different places i know that i'll do it because mm. it just avoids argument and because I respect the culture. But mm. um, to me, respect is much more than that, much, much more than that. Uh, but mm. it's interesting that you're saying, you know, your your experience. I can only imagine how awkward it was. Oh, <laughs> I can only imagine, honestly. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah, no. it was. Um, it was very, very awkward. And it's like, I, I understand... Oh. I have a bit of, not a love-hate relationship, but I have a bit of an understanding and also not understanding relationship with culture. I think mm. it is important to uphold certain aspects of your culture. Like, I would hate for, I feel like with with generations growing up in the UK and say if you don't go home often or E to C to C, like, bits of culture do get, I think we all get slowly lost. Um, mm. I think with me already, like, my when my friends start having kids or growing kids or whatever, I won't expect, like, my, my friends' kids to see me and... Well, I'm Igbo, but I wouldn't expect them to see me in curtsy, for example. To me, it's not a big mm. deal. Like people are saying I don't associate that with respect. But, oh, sorry, just mm. click tangent. Oh, I never clocked. You know when the boys cut the, the floor? I never clocked what that was. I was like, oh, why, yep. why is that different? I've just realised. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yes. But, yeah, I wouldn't expect my friend's kids to like see me in curtsy. To me, it's not important. But I also do understand why, you know, people or the older generations whatever do you want to hold on to certain aspects of their culture because I think it is you don't want to lose like, culture is a big part for a lot of people a it big is. part of their identity and you don't mm. want to lose certain bits of your culture because it's like losing certain parts of your identity so I understand mm. that in that respect but in other respects I I, I just there's just certain because culture can be good and bad there's not True. all aspects of culture are, are good like I've had stories of, <clears throat> like, one as aspect of, you know, one thing that varies across cultures is, like, discipline. Um, mm. And in some cultures, certain forms of discipline at the time to them is looked as as okay. But mm, if you tell me about it, I'd say, what kind of child abuse is this? Like, do you know what mm. I mean? But mm. you can't tell the older generation that because that's their culture, that's their identity, but mm. me, I'm just like, no, that's that's too much. That's not how you discipline your child. So I think culture is important and we should hold on to it in some aspects. But I think also some aspects we can let go because, mm. uh, because like you said, you've had experiences. So you've seen 
bits of the world you've seen different things so you've been able you have a lot mm. of a, a bit more of an open mind or a lot mm. more of an open mind about these things a broader like perspective of culture and the importance of it so you can question things whereas I mm. think maybe our parents maybe well your parents came to Italy and they were the first ones to move to the area <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah it's gone um but like if they if for example like my mom you know you're born in Nigeria you're raised in Nigeria that's all you know that's and right. so to tell them let go of this thing that you know is telling them like lose a part of yourself but for mm. you or if you're wrong for you if I say Christina you don't have to you know do the curtsy female curtsy thing anymore I don't know if mm. you'd think oh I'm losing a part of my identity because maybe nope. that doesn't make up a big part <laughs> of you do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. Wow, you're talking. Yeah, you're talking. It's so true. <laughs> I think it's true. It's so true. I think it, you you said the right thing. It's part of the for many people, culture is part of their identity. So as you write telling them I'm not gonna do this, it's gonna be perceived as I don't agree with, with how you are. Like, mm-hmm. you know, me not mm-hmm. doing certain things, it's it's almost like I'm challenging you as a person. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, I, I think, because my next question was going to be, how do we bridge that gap? Because it sounds like, you know, the younger generation, it's more open for ourselves as such, where we don't mind adhering to certain parts of the culture, but we then are also able to question whether part of the culture is needed um, and it, it, within that, we we appreciate and respect, and we uh, we think that the culture in general is beautiful, and we don't want to lose certain aspects. And then we have, you know, the slightly older generation when it's like, as you mentioned, for them to even think that some of it is not needed, it's like you're telling them that um, that, that they don't need their liver or their heart you know it's almost like an insult you know so mm-hmm. my question was going to be how do you think we can bridge the gap and I'm also mindful that you talked about marriage you know uh Bryce Bryce wow Bryce Bryce and, <laughs> Bryce, Bryce and things like that so I'm holding on you know I'm holding in mind that you said that as well uh, if we're thinking about bridging the gap because I think some bridging is needed, but is it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? First of all, do you think that bridging the gap is needed? And if so, how do we do that? Eesh, I don't have all the answers. I can't lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's open floor, open floor. We're thinking together. It's a, it's a hard one. I think, um, and this is from like listening to your, that last podcast that I listened to that you did with um, oh, your friend. I forgot. Oh, sorry. Oh, Theresa. Yes, Theresa. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I, when I was saying to you, and I really like love the empathy you brought to the subject. I mm. think it is going to to bridge the gap. Gap will require empathy on or understanding on both sides. So mm. it will require. I think the issue is, you know, maybe the elder generation are like, oh my god, these children aren't listening. How dare That's they right. listen? Like and they take every little thing like not curtsy and there's like a proper offense mm. and then there's mm. maybe our generation that's like why is this even a big deal it's not that deep this ain't we're in the UK come on like mm. you know what I mean I think it requires a bit of empathy on, on both sides I don't think oh gosh mm. it's a hard one the, mm. depending on what aspect of culture it is I think there's certain aspects of culture like I said discipline where if you tell me the way your you know parent used to discipline you was to like <laughs> 
beat you upside the head with like a brick and that was discipline and that was fine because it's part of the culture. I don't think I can empathize with that enough to say, well, I can understand why they did that. And that's okay. And, you know, probably not. But mm-hmm. where it comes to the thing, like, you know, the, the curtsying or the Ndele, was it you said? Sorry, I don't know. Uh, um, the ballet. The ballet. The ballet, that was it. I love mm-hmm. that word. Um, <laughs> I think we, we do need to, to empathize with each other. I think the older generation needs to understand that, especially for the, the kids growing up here, it is a different culture. Yes, you're Nigerian, but you're also growing up in a British culture. And British culture and Nigerian culture are two very different things. There's so not, different. It's not that same, very different. And mm. so when you're trying to integrate yourself, like you guys were talking about in the last podcast, you mm. will have to adapt yourself to British culture to even fit in to mm. like the people around you, to fit into society. And sometimes doing that means having to not leave behind, but having to kind of put aside maybe some aspects of your culture that maybe you don't deem as important. And I think the older generation have to have some sympathy for that um, or mm. empathy for that and not take it so personally if you don't do something, but you're not being disrespectful. You're just like, mm. okay, this aspect of culture, I don't, it's not, I don't really see the importance of it without, but you're not being disrespectful. But I also mm. think our generation also have to empathize with the fact that they, like we've said, you know, these people grew up with this. This is what they know. This is what they live. This is their That's experience, right. their identity. So mm. we have to understand why it's important to them. Also, mm. the fact that they attach, you know, respect to a jeer and to the culture. And if you don't mm. follow it, then you're being disrespectful. So I think mm. it does require empathy on both sides to bridge that gap. I think the older generation needs to give the younger ones a bit of leeway because you're growing up, yeah, you're Nigerian, but you're also British at the same time. And you have to make mm-hmm. that, those two meet in the middle somehow to fit into society. And then we have mm-hmm. to, I guess, understand that for them, it's, it is important for them because it's, it's who they are, I guess. It's true. It's true. I like how you're saying it, to be honest. Empathy, it sounds like the the missing piece, you know, uh, to the puzzle, I do think that that empathy is important because it just allows us to take a step back and instead of fighting one another, actually understand, okay, where did they come from? Where are they coming from with this, you know, with attaching so much importance to, to the culture? And also, uh, where are we coming from in recognising that culture is important, but uh, living through it differently, you know? So it sounds mm-hmm. like that empathy, it's, it, it's the answer. Not easy. <laughs> not easy at all but yeah if if we have that mentality I think we can go far and I think if we have that mentality then we're able to enjoy culture even more because you know when I hear my parents talking about certain things I'm like it, it's fascinating to be honest it's really really fascinating how powerful you know how it can even bring people together and just like how it helps you to celebrate because you were talking about marriage and obviously an aspect of it that maybe it's difficult to wrap your head around is the bride price, you know. But when you're thinking about the celebration and how beautiful the marriages are in Nigeria, they're pretty cool. They're actually mm-hmm. pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. you know, I do think it comes down to us uh, understanding which side do we want to look at, the positive, the negative, or both and filter through. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess my my last question for you on on this topic, and I feel like when it comes to culture, you know, 
we could be talking about it for probably oh, wow. two, three, four hours, you know. <laughs> uh, there's so much to say. But the last thing for, for you, actually, if, if I'm thinking about someone who maybe is a parent, and let's say around our age, 25 to 30, and, you know, they were born here, uh, but they're also Nigerian, um, what would be your advice for them when it comes to culture? They want to, they want, they, they, they value culture, but they just don't know how to pass it on to the children because, you know, most of the times, as you said, culture becomes uh, less and less of a priority. So what would be your advice to a person like that? Um, I'd say, actually, before I answer that, just quickly going back to the bride price thing, I actually yeah. like that aspect of fortune, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> if my husband wants to give 10000 go right ahead. Preferably, <laughs> he gave it to me, but, you know, go right ahead. Um, but my advice would be, like, say our age, I'd say, so you want to, like, maintain parts of your culture mm-hmm. and pass it on to your children. Yeah. I'd say just do it, but don't don't do it in a forceful way. I think that's when children mm. start rebelling and start saying no, no, no. It's when you start trying to force, especially if, they, if it's not the more positive aspects of your culture, when it's like the more mm-hmm. negative ones, is when you start trying to force things on people, not keeping in so mind true. that they're, they're also growing up in a separate culture to the culture that you mm-hmm. know. Um, that's when they start rebelling. But if you if it's a Thing where you're bringing in your culture in, a, in like a educational way like you said just now mm-hmm. with your parents talking about it you're like oh that sounds quite interesting if it's mm-hmm. that kind of thing where you're teaching them about it your back their background their history where you're celebrating certain aspects you know like oh mm-hmm. you know taking your kids to traditional weddings stuff like that then mm-hmm. they will naturally want to incorporate that into their mm-hmm. identity they see their culture in this like positive educational, this is my history, this is my heritage type mm. of life. But if it's a thing where you're forcing it or where you're bringing like the really, really, I'm sorry, but the really <laughs> negative, negative aspects of culture, like the the ridiculous discipline, just mm. the, just the ridiculous parts of it, then mm. I don't think that's the way to go. And I think that might actually push your children away from the way. Even more, mm. yeah. I say do mm. it, but do it in a celebratory way or an educational way rather than a forceful way. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love it. it, it you know, I, I, I honestly love it because I think, as you mentioned, when you're forcing somebody, you're not going to get nothing out of it. Um, mm. but yeah, if you're celebrating. If you're allowing your child to just see how beautiful it is, it's a little bit like, um love you know you can't force love <laughs> you really can't mm-hmm. force it mm-hmm. someone needs to love you grow with that grow with that and i feel like if you can apply the same thing with culture comes before and it took it seems like you're talking about well and just like mm-hmm. um planting seeds and allowing your children as well to want to go that little oh man with daddy you said that uh tell me more and i feel like like that uh they'll be more interested and they'll want to find out for themselves as well so hmm yeah i like that i like that i like that yeah does anything else come to mind as we as we wrap up on culture 
I just, just have a quick question for you because like I said, you know, most of my friends that, that are black are uh, black British, like Nigerian mm. British or African British, but you're <laughs> like, you're Nigerian, but you're also Italian, but you're also British. Mm-hmm. How, <laughs> how has that, in terms of you, like, incorporating if that's the word those different mm-hmm. cultures together how has that like where how would you identify actually because you're not it's not saying oh, i'm nigerian but i'm british or you're nigerian and then you're italian and then you're british like, how's that worked out <laughs> for you in terms of your um, identity and culture yeah no that that is a good question and that is is a question that i get quite often i think is a very very good question um for 16 years of my life Felt like I was Italian that would have been my my answer because I was in Italy and I was surrounded by Italian people yes I would see that odd black person here and there <laughs> but generally I behaved like an Italian person would um, and then just like you when I moved here you just begin to be a little bit more aware about your surroundings my all of a sudden my friends were no longer all white Italian they were black British so that was a big shift. Uh, fast forward 10 years, I've been here for a while. I would say, to be honest, my answer would be different. And not to sound cliche, I, when it comes to identity, I identify as Christian. I simply identify mm-hmm. as Christian. And then that's how I'm able to, you know, if, if I'm here, I know that it's important to uh, culturally speaking, move myself in a way that I'm, I'm able to uh, be around people that are British, be around the people that are Asian or whatever. And then that same mentality helps me to when I'm in Italy, if I go to Nigeria. It's not always easy, but in terms of how I identify myself, it's a mixture. It is really a mixture because I do carry some Italian values. I always will. I'm very mm-hmm. mindful of my Nigerian uh, not necessarily mentality, but I've got maybe some tendencies that are quite Nigerian to realize. Like it was pointed out to me that the certain things I do that maybe a white person wouldn't do, like do, I'm very respectful to my clients when the clients are older than me. And my supervisor was like, could it be mm-hmm. the case of your culture? And I was like, oh, my days. Like, I never thought about that. So mm-hmm. I feel like my Nigerian culture plays a big role in how I think, more than what I realise. But then I'm also sometimes heavily mm-hmm. Italian in the things that I do. I don't really claim the British side just because I don't particularly like the British culture. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> but I don't really subscribe to it. Hmm? yeah yeah it's a mixture of things yeah it's a mixture of things but ultimately that's why I was asking you you know what you think about culture because for first of all before anything I'm Christian follower of Christ mm-hmm. and then the culture comes mm-hmm. in and then the job that I do that comes in and I think that is a big revelation that needs to happen for many people because sometimes we do it the other way around and we don't even realize that we're putting culture mm-hmm. before God or before the things that are actually important culture is important but it, it yeah. shouldn't be uh your whole life it really shouldn't mm-hmm. it shouldn't mm-hmm. <laughs> it shouldn't 
yeah so yeah that's what that's what I would say personally yeah but my answer also kind of varies based on who I'm talking to like I feel like sometimes when people ask me the easiest answer is just a mixture and then depending on who I'm talking to you I go a little bit more into detail um but yeah no that's that's what I would say yeah that's what I would say (laughs) that's really really interesting and at that point you raised about christianity was oh i feel convicted (laughs) that was a very good point i can't even lie but sorry just before we move on to the next topic um yes last question um so it's kind of like with how people kind of try to put and this topic is a topic that i've seen a lot um um, put mixed race people in a box so if someone's mixed you've always got these people saying no you're not mixed you're black on this one drop like do you find what do you say to those people because I've actually seen this where someone's been black or somewhere from Africa but they've grown up you know somewhere in the EU like you know Italy or Spain or Germany or France (laughs) blah 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 and then when they say when someone asks them where are you from they might be like oh I'm from Germany or I'm from France in your case I'm from Italy have you ever had someone say to you what what do you mean you're from Italy no you're Nigerian like try to put you in that box yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it, it, it's very risky. That's why when I asked you the question, I gave you the platform and the floor to actually express yourself because I think it's very suffocating, you know, when people think that they know yeah. your experience, but you don't, you don't know someone's experience. So that's why it's important, as you were saying, to be open-minded. Um, sometimes family members, you know, they just remind me that, you know, you're not, you're not Italian, you're not European, you, you're African, you're Nigerian. But I would always turn around and say, well, yes, I know, because, you know, there's not much about Nigeria that if, if it's not that there's not much that I know, because my parents do a good job in educating me. So they're really good at that. But then, sorry, the reality would remain that if I was to go back to Nigeria right now, would I know my way around? (laughs) I wouldn't. Do you understand? Like, I actually wouldn't. But if I was to go back to Italy, for example, I would know a little bit more. And that's just to say that uh, my reality is that I just spent a longer period of my life there. So I, I, you know, I find it easier to operate in that system and I would find it much harder to operate in Nigeria. Now, that doesn't mean that uh, after some time I wouldn't be able to deal with it because that's what I did here. And that's why I say that I like the fact of being adaptable. It's important because I feel like we should all be like that. So I recognise the fact that I'm African, but also recognise the fact that for my whole life, I did not live in Africa. So mm-hmm. I, I need to I need to honor that as well. So I need to honor the fact that I'm African, but I also need to honor the fact that uh, my mentality is going is bound to be different. I can't expect to to think the same way as my parents, as you were saying. It's just not feasible. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so I think it's very risky when people say, Oh no, you you black. Like you my um, nephew, for example, he's mixed race. It's mixed race. So I can't tell him that he's black. It's mixed like do you understand? So if he was to grow up and come to me and say, Auntie, like, where 
you know, if you if I was to ask you, am I black or my mixed race? I would say, darling, you're mixed race. But mm-hmm. then I would also ask him, but how how do you feel when it comes to culture? How do because he's probably going to have a next type of answer for us, you know? And mm-hmm. whatever he says, depending on what he says, we'll, we'll we'll then talk about it, you know? Um, but as you were saying, I think it is all about education, and it's all about just just being real, just like Christianity, you know. The thing about the beautiful thing about being in Christ is that we we learn from another. Iron sharpens iron, isn't it? But I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes when it comes to culture, it's like, no, just follow this. But it's like, no, iron sharpens iron. So you give me some, I'll give you some. You give me some, I'll give you some. That's how it works. And I feel like that is when culture is going to be evolving. I feel like there's nothing wrong with culture evolving. Personally, mm-hmm. I think there's nothing wrong. But I mean, if I was to tell my parents, they would probably say that it's wrong. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting one. But hopefully, I've answered your question. So I think I went on a tangent a little bit. No, no, you did preach. That was good. That was good. That was definitely good. <laughs> good. Oh, bless you, bless you. But again, you know, as we were saying, we could be here for a long time. But I just wanted to have this conversation with you, just for. Just for people as they listen, just to, you know, some things that maybe I asked you like, oh, this is a good question. I've not thought about that. And that's what I want for anyone who listens. You might be from Asia. You might be from America. You might be from the UK, from Italy, wherever you're from. I think that um, we all have a culture. We actually all do, whether Mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, at the forefront of your life or at the back. We all do, Uh, whether it's subconscious or active. We all do. Uh, and I just want to, yeah, invite people to to have these conversations, think about it, because I think it's important, especially as we grow, whether we decide to have children or not, um, I think it's important for us to consider where we're at. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Ashley, yeah. just want to say thank you. Thank you for thank you for your time. Thank you for, for your answers, for your honesty, um, for some reason, I thought you were Yoruba for some reason. I don't know why. So I was assuming. Uh, I feel like most Nigerians in the UK are Yoruba. I don't know why. Most of my like, Nigerian friends are Yoruba. Mm. Oh, maybe I picked up some, you know, Yorubaness. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you give me jokes. You give me jokes. But nah, it's been a pleasure. It's been a real, real pleasure. Um, and you never know. I might be calling you back to come back on the Christina's talk show. No, I would love to. Thanks for having me on. Honestly, I love this conversation. Like I said to you, I love what you're doing. I love, mm. I love dialogue, and I love like this discussions and stuff. But I, I really enjoy people questioning and challenging things and trying to grow, like you were saying, and keeping an mm. open mind. I don't, I don't. I don't like strictness or boundaries or boxes because life just mm. is not like that. So I absolutely mm. love what you're doing with you. Mm. Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, I appreciate it. Honestly, honestly do. And yes, I appreciate your time. Uh, but yes, thank you. Thank you. And for everyone who's been listening, thank you so much. Let us know what you think. And I cannot wait to see you guys again. Thank you, Ashley. Mm.